Hi, and welcome to The Literary Sipper. I'm Amber Beattie Hill, your host, and today we are going to talk about whether or not you should take that class, sign up for that workshop, or start your MFA, which I guess is a little bit timely considering it's September and school is in full swing, and so are all of the emails from Skillshare, from the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, from tons of writing labs and uh, manuscript academies out there, certainly art classes, um, certainly the library is posting all of their fall offerings. And you might feel pressure at this point to take that class, to sign up for a million workshops, and to start studying your craft. Seriously, you're being marketed to and it's absolutely hitting all of your buttons. And so is the energy in the world. This is a great time to start a new project in the fall. We all feel like this is our time. There's an inundation of information out there for us to find. And if you are a curious and creative person, you want to do all of the things all of the time. So today we're going to talk about the five questions that you should ask yourself before you sign up for that class. And the first one that I would offer is, am I taking this class because I don't think I know enough? And this is a question that is a little more reflective than simply, do I have time to take this class? Is it located in a space where it's not hard to get to? Is it online? All of these things. It's about asking yourself, do you feel that this class is going to offer you something and information that you don't already have? And that may be true. Maybe you're someone who knows they want to write a novel, but don't even know what that means, don't even know how to begin. Um, Maybe you're reading life isn't as robust as other people's and and you know you should be reading certain books in order to write certain books. Um, Maybe you feel like the MFA program is a way to meet and network with other writers in your area. Maybe you feel like um, that class on throwing pottery will help you understand how mixed media works better. There's a million reasons that you might not know enough. And the study of craft is a lifelong pursuit. But is not thinking you know enough coming from a place of self-doubt, low self-esteem, the desire for external approval? Because in that case, a classroom setting might not be what you really need to work on. Maybe you need to take some time and explore those feelings of doubt and esteem in order to accept where you are in this moment and what you're able to create in this moment. And then you can see more clearly where you need to support your learning or support a new adventure. It's not to say that not knowing enough isn't a good place to start, but is it that it's the never-ending pursuit of knowledge that can never be reached? At some point, you're going to have to sit down in the chair and do the work. You're going to have to take your camera out and take the photographs. Whether you know what the aperture settings on that camera do or not, you are going to have to try to create something. 
And taking a class is, a yes, a great way to get information. It's a great way to polish up skills that might be a little rusty. It's a great way to network and meet people. Um, but if it's coming from a place where you don't think you know enough, then you have to come to that understanding first because then it doesn't matter what class you take. Those feelings aren't going to necessarily go away just because you've completed that number of weeks and earned a certificate. You'll just be continually looking for the next class and the next level and the next achievement to offer you that external va validation. The second question I would have you think about and ask yourself is, am I taking a class to quote unquote, get a job? You know, why am I taking this, this particular class? For example, an MFA in writing and creative writing is a terminal degree, which means it's the highest level of degree you can earn in the creative writing sphere. So therefore you can teach at a college level. If that's your goal, and that's your desire to make your day job writing and teaching, then an MFA may be the natural point for you to pursue. However, if that's not your goal, then an MFA might not be where you want to spend the money, spend the time, and spend the energy. Maybe you would be better off spending your energy reading, writing, and forming a community with other people doing the same thing. So in, in taking these two questions, am I wanting to take this class because I don't think I know enough? Or am I taking this class to quote unquote get a job? You also have to think about yourself in terms of your learning style. Are you an autodidact? Are you someone who's okay with learning on your own, watching YouTube videos, looking at Skillshare um, classes, uh, watching master classes, um, getting books out of the library on the subject, creating reading lists for yourself, and following through with a sort of self-created syllabus of learning craft? Or are you someone who thrives in a classroom setting where you want someone else to tell you what to do, what projects to work on, how long you have to do them? There's a deadline and an accountability that can be offered in a classroom setting that sometimes can be a good propulsion forward for you to get into that creative atmosphere. But it is essential for you still in thinking about yourself to understand that those classroom settings don't necessarily guarantee that you're going to get a writing contract, that you're going to be able to teach at a certain level, that you're going to be able to showcase your art in a gallery. It's just an avenue that offers lots of opportunities for you to explore communities and your craft. And that brings me to the third question. Are you looking to sign up for a class because you're looking for community? Am I looking for the literary community? Am I looking for the artistic community? Am I looking for the musical community? Am I looking for other people who get just as jazzed about this stuff as I do? Am I looking for collaborators? Am I looking for someone to help me make a short film? Am I looking for someone to critique work that I already have done? That is a huge part of 
being an artist in the world is the community itself, not just in terms of your audience and who's celebrating your wins and who's excited by what you are bringing into the world, but also by those who are supportively giving you feedback, who are constructively offering their critiques to you in a setting that respects that level of commentary. Sometimes we have to be careful of critiques and you spend a lot of time on other people's works and classes. So yes, it's all gung-ho when you have your manuscript out on the table for other people to give their feedback on. And we have the desire and the hope that they're going to tell you how amazing it is and how you barely have to do any revision. But the reality is you are going to spend more time on other people's work than you are on your own. You need to read and offer good commentary to them. So if you have a class of 20, 19 other people are going to be expecting you to offer something to them at the same time as you're going to be waiting for 19 responses to your offering. So I caution you to be careful on that. And especially if you're someone who's trying to balance a creative life with a professional life, you go to work from eight to six, and then you maybe go to your writing class from seven to nine, one day a week. But in those in-between times when you could be working on your own art, you might be having to work on another person's art. And that might not feel so good sometimes. Sometimes it feels really good to help people. And it feels really good to be in partnership, especially if the critique group is a positive one. And they're out there for sure. But I would say, in my experience with writing groups, that the smaller the critique group is, the better. Um, it's a lot easier to have a small critique group of four and to have some shorthand with them than it is to go blindly into a large critique group session of 20 or 30, um, where people have their own agendas about offering up criticism and offering um, up possibility for another person's work and can also do it in a way that's not always very kind and or gentle. And if you're someone who needs it to be kind and gentle, you want to make sure your critique group is a supportive one. If you're someone who has a thicker skin, then, you know, by all means, bravely go into those rooms. And I've been both. I've had thick skin and I've had thin skin over the course of my life. And I'll say this, that in the critique groups that I've been in, I was in one in New York um, many years ago at the 92nd Street Y for poetry in particular. And it was all a competition for Charles Martin, who led, is a wonderful translator. He did a translation of, of Metamorphoses, which is brilliant. Um, it was all competition for his approval. And so the critiques became almost showing off how much of an expert you were at poetry. And I found myself not necessarily closed off to critiques of my work, but almost like laughing a little bit because just because you know the big word for whatever poetic device is being used doesn't mean that that's really a helpful critique to someone else who may not know that word. Um, and I, I found it a little distasteful at times, but also stopped me. It's, it did stop me from writing for a while because I really felt um, 
But I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who my community was because it didn't feel like those people. It that that felt like an intellectual bullfight. And I wasn't interested. I was Ferdinand sitting under the cork tree, smelling the flowers and wondering why when we could get back to the writing. And Charles Martin as a poet and the leader of the critique group was nothing but gracious and receptive and welcoming to everyone. And when he offered notes on your work, it felt tangible, like something you could go back and actually try or experiment with. Um, And it was simply the other people in the room who made it a problem. Now, I've been also in wonderful communities where critiques groups are run very well. I did one here in Edmonds, uh, Washington, a couple of years ago, sponsored by the library, run by the novelist Mindy Halleck. And she did a great job at keeping things moving, keeping things concrete, and also not being overwhelmed by so many people's work at once, where we only really critiqued one person's offering per session, and then the rest of the session was spent on some element of craft, whether that be developing character, developing worlds, word choice, so that one section of the class was about critique. The second section was about those elements of craft that we all could learn from. And I thought that was a really positive classroom environment to be in. And certainly the critiques being offered were nothing but genuine, but also generous. The fourth question I would have you ask yourself before you're taking a class is, am I taking a class to procrastinate? Am I taking this class so I don't have to put my butt in the seat, find time in the studio, get a babysitter so that I can go on location and shoot some photographs or a film? Am I doing this simply to procrastinate because it is at least parallel to the art that I want to be doing? And that is a huge question to ask yourself because we only have so many hours during the week. And if you're spending your week in those hours in class and or doing work for that class, that leaves fewer hours to devote to the creative work that inspired you to take that class in the first place. So the class itself has to complement the work you're already doing in some way, shape, or form. So if you are interested, for example, in writing a memoir and you decide to take a class for so many weeks on memoir writing, then that can be a good partnership because maybe you'll work on something that will ultimately become a chapter in that book. Or you can bring chapters you've already worked on into that classroom and workshop them there. And those can be really good examples of a class that's not procrastinating. It's actually helping you be accountable for the time you want to spend on your art. But if you're deciding to take a poetry class because you've always wanted to write a novel, then that might not be something I would highly encourage you to do. I would really think to myself, am I doing this to procrastinate? It's in the writing sphere. It sounds interesting. It's with a teacher I really respect, or it's with a writer I really respect. If you're carving out time in your schedule to do those things, then you have to make sure the equal amount of time is being spent on the creative pursuit 
that's inspiring you to find that class in the first place. And once that class is finished, you have to also ask yourself, where do you want to be? Do you want to be further along in that novel, in that series of paintings? Or do you want to be an expert at whatever that class you're taking is saying you'll be an expert in at that moment? Which is worth more to you? And that leads me to the final question, which is, am I ready to commit the time to that class rather than to my own art? Now, it's not always an either-or situation, but I find that it often is. If it's the choice between completing an assignment versus working on an open-ended project, most of us are going to feel obliged to complete the assignment just by nature of accountability. So maybe having an accountability partner for your creative project might be what you need instead of signing up for a class that has a homework component. And after you've asked yourself these questions, am I taking this class because I don't think I know enough? Am I taking this class to quote unquote get a job? Am I taking this class for community? Am I taking this class to procrastinate? Am I ready to commit the time to a class rather than to my own art? You also have to consider these three factors, money, time, and value. How much does it cost? It it should cost you something. Free classes, you might as well just work on your own work because when you take something for free, you don't feel committed to it in the same way as when you pay a fee. You don't place the same value on it. Um, And so it is important that you are portioning out some part of your hard-earned money to that learning. And that will help you get to the questions, the question of worth much faster. Is this worth my money to take up my time to do this? And with time, you know, really be realistic about how much time you are willing to devote for that to that class and how much time you are expecting to devote to your creative life because they might be in competition with each other. And then ultimately, what is the value? What am I going to get out of this? Am I getting a degree? Am I getting a certificate? Am I getting information I didn't know before? If it's, for example, a class on pitching an agent or a class on writing query letters, maybe you don't know much about them and you're going to get something concrete at the end to show for it. Or is the value more ephemeral? I'm getting to know other people in my town who do the same things I do? Am I getting to do creative things in a way that other people respect? Because I'm saying I'm taking this class at 92nd Street Y, at the museum, at the library. People suddenly respect that time a little more than if you were just sitting at on the sofa with your computer working on your book. That seems less important somehow. So after the class is finished, where do you hope to be? And how will you check in with yourself? You know, it might be a good idea if you do sign up for a class to have a halfway check-in. Is this what I thought it would be? Am I excited by the information I'm learning? Am I excited to turn tune in every week or go to that 
spot every week at the community center, am I willing to always be learning? Because I can always be learning without having a class. You don't have to be in a class to be learning, and nor do you have to be learning to be in a class. And the other sort of element of this that I would offer here is you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. If you are someone who has spent a lot of time already on their craft and studying their craft and working in that sphere, whether you've been screenwriting for a couple of years and you're just looking for a new community or you hope to take a class with an expert and you find that everyone else in there is really new, you're in the wrong room. You need to find the room where you can also learn from the other participants. And that can be hard and sometimes requires you to make a a quick decision at the beginning so you can get refunded or you can say, hey, do you have any other offerings that might be better for me or find a better fit afterwards or be more judicious in the ones you select coming forward? Because if you are not learning from the people in the room, then you're not learning. And that is the whole reason you wanted to take a class in the first place, is it not? And it reminds me of the quote from Epictetus, it is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. So really, how you enter into a class is just as important as how you leave the class. There is always something to learn. There is always dimension of your craft to explore, but you want to make sure you are in the right sphere to learn. So is it a teacher you respect? Is the time and value worth the money? Are you being open and welcoming new ideas? And do you think you're worthy to be in that class, but also to do this on your own and lovingly allow yourself to occupy whatever space that is. If you, whether you go to that class or you stay in the studio, be where you are. Don't be tempted by classes just because it's September, but really, if you think about these five questions, I promise you, you will get to a clearer answer of whether or not you should take that class. Please let me know what classes you signed up for or didn't sign up for this fall. Protect that creative time, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.